has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, which in time past were not a people, but are now the people of God, which had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. Amen. And we're going to continue on on our lesson from last week, the chosen generation. Amen. We are a chosen generation. We are an holy uh, and holy nation, a royal priesthood, and a peculiar people. Amen. Let's ask the Lord to speak to our hearts tonight. Lord, I thank you for your grace. I thank you for your help. God, I pray that you would anoint my mind and my heart, God, and my, and my lips today, that I would say only the things that you prompt to my heart today. God, I'm asking that each and every one of us, that when we hear your voice and your, your word this evening, that we may apply it. God, that we may be doers of the word and not hearers only. Lord, I pray that you would allow your spirit to have free course in this house today. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen, amen. And you may be seated tonight. Amen. Praise God. Well, I, I did mean to say this a few moments ago, but I feel like I will forget it at the end of the service. <clears throat> but we have a couple of children in need of some school supplies and uh, I know that we hadn't we had talked about not getting school supplies just in back in bulk because other folks were doing it um, but they reached out to me directly and I said you know what uh, I'll, I'll put it out to the church and, uh, and see if anybody's willing to help and uh, so I I intend to if you tell me that you would like to help I will send you the list of things that need to be gotten and there's a preschooler and a first grader and uh, if the family can't if the family can't help uh, uh, ask for help so um, if we can do that it's actually Veronica's family her son and his grandbaby and uh, she asked if we could help and I said absolutely and uh, I I was just going to do it myself my wife said well where are you going to take the blessing from the rest of the church that's not how she said it but she says why don't we extend it to somebody, somebody else in the church, the rest of the church, see if anybody else would like to help. So if you're willing to help, let me know. I'll send you the information that needs to be gotten, and uh, we'll go from there. All right. Amen. This is what being a church is all about, helping one another when we can and when we know. Amen. Praise God. So, oh, the last thing I'll say about that is I, I've told, I told Veronica that we would uh, I would do my best to make sure I had all of the supplies here by Sunday so she could take them home after service and uh, they would have what they needed. Amen. You are a chosen generation, <clears throat> a royal priesthood and holy nation, a peculiar people. Amen. Every time I read this, I think, you know, amen, some of us are more, more peculiar than others, you know. <laughs> amen. But that's all right. The kingdom of God is made up of all kinds, and I'm thankful for that. Because if they were all me, what a crazy place it would be. Amen. Uh, but thank God we have some Brother Tuffies around. And we got some Donnies around. And we got some uh, Rainies and, and Blues around. Amen. We all have our own little part in the kingdom of God. Amen. Last week we talked about how that uh, we are set apart from the time that we are born again. From the moment that God fills us with the Holy Ghost, 
He has taken us and he has set us apart. He has made us holy unto him. Amen. That's what the word holy means, to be set apart. All right? And so from the time that we are filled with the Holy Ghost, God takes us, he removes us. He said, come out from the world and be separate. All right? We can't stay like the world, amen, and maintain our salvation. Amen. We've got to come out of sin, amen, and become more like him because uh, he is holy. And and he he does not abide. Uh, one, one passage said, I believe it was Jesus talking, he said, no man can serve two masters. Now, I understand that the context of that scripture was, was money, all right? That's what mammon is, money, amen. And, and, and the, the Lord said that, that you can't serve the things of the world. Can I put it that way? You can't serve the things of the world and serve God with all of your heart. You're either going to cling to one of them and hate the other, right? That's what he said. Amen. And so I want to make sure that I'm clinging to the Lord. Amen. And uh, he will supply everything that I need. We talked about what salvation was last week. We talked about how that he preached it to Nicodemus. And he, he, he proclaimed it to his disciples. Even in Luke chapter 24, he opened up the understanding of his disciples and told them, go to Jerusalem and preach what I'm telling you to preach. Amen. Thank God that Peter obeyed. Amen. We have the plan of salvation, amen, well spelled out in the word of God because a man of God was willing to stand up even in the, in the midst of mockery, amen, and say what it was that the Lord had told him to say. Amen. Complete salvation is finally achieved once we make it and we are glorified into an immortal being it for eternity. I can't wait for that day, brother, brother Blue. You don't have to worry about blood pressure when when you take on that new that new body. You know what? And when I get there, I won't have to worry about trying to always lose weight. I'm gonna have a perfect body. Thank God for that. Amen. And then I get to worship him and I'll never get tired, Donnie. I'll never get tired. I'll be able to worship God with everything that I got. And I can, I can glorify him, I can jump, I can run, I can dance, I can holler, and I won't lose my voice. I can't wait for that day. Don't, yeah, I won't, I won't trip over altars, nor will I knock them over. Amen. But you know, I like to worship the Lord. <clears throat> Amen. And uh, my, my body limits me down here. And the older I get, the more limited I become. And uh, I'll tell you, um, uh, I'll leave that alone. But, but I want to be able to worship God with all my heart. And that's going to happen when I get, taken, get to go into eternity with him forever. Amen. Praise God. We talked about how that from start to finish, uh, it is grace through faith that saves us. It's the power of God that comes inside of us and gives us the ability to withstand sin. And, with, and to be able to stand on our own two feet and say, all right, I'm not going back to where I used to be. Amen. We cannot produce our own holiness. And this is where we ended last week. We cannot produce our own holiness. In fact, the Bible says there is none righteous, no, not one. 
Not one righteous man out there of your own ability. But when you bring God into the picture, then your righteousness. In fact, there's another place. I forget who it was preached it. Somebody preached this recently. Filthy rags. It was Brother, Brother Mays preached about it. Your righteousness, your righteousness. Everybody say my righteousness. Your righteousness is like filthy rags to the Lord. What you are trying to do and you are trying to accomplish. Somebody said, well, you, we're not saved by works. Well, no, we're saved by the grace of God. But the grace of God and, and, and living a repentant and holy life causes me to do works by the Holy Ghost. It's the Holy Ghost that causes me to do things differently in my life. So yes, salvation will cause me to be a different person. Can I get an amen? When we get the Holy Ghost, then we can truly begin to be righteous like unto him, right? So the, the Lord Jesus, while he was there teaching uh, the Sermon on the Mount, he got to chapter 6 and verse number 33, which I quote a lot, but I'm not apologizing for it. He said, but seek ye first the kingdom of God. That sounds great. I'm seeking after God's kingdom. I want to be a part of God's kingdom. But he didn't stop there. He went on and he said, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. We must have his righteousness, not my righteousness. Thank God that he is imparting his righteousness unto us. His holiness is, is available for each and every one of us if we will just pursue him. It didn't say wait on the kingdom of the Lord, right? But it said seek ye first. The word seek implies I've got to go after it. What if I... I don't know the exact passage of scripture right now off the top of my head, but but what 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 was the what was the concept around why you're not getting what you're what you're needing? You have not why. You ask not. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. Seek, and you shall ask, and it shall be. If we want more of him, we've got to put forth the effort to go get more of him. He'll meet us. He'll give us what we need. But we've got to be willing to put forth the effort. This is what I'm talking about. We are a, a, we are a chosen generation. But the chosen generation is not going to sit back, amen, as, as some folks would say, on their laurels and, and just do nothing. They're not just going to sit there on the bench and just be satisfied twiddling their thumbs. But no, in order for the kingdom of God to go forward, God needs his people to go forward. Amen. Amen. He's not going to carry us because he wants you to do it of your own free will. He's not going to force you to do it. Can I get an amen? That's the God that I serve. Amen. Christian disciples that help us. I'm sorry, Christian disciplines. <laughs> look, look at me. Christian disciplines that help us 
to grow closer to God. I, I want to talk about some of these different principles, uh, these disciplines that we need to apply to our life. Amen. These things help us to become vessels that he has called and chosen us to be. Amen. I've already mentioned a few things, but we can't just sit idly by and hope, hey, maybe I'm going to make it when, when the trumpet sounds. How, I, let, let me ask you this. How many of you want to know that when the trumpet sounds, I'm going to make it to heaven? I want to know. I want to know. And, and the Bible tells us multiple times in multiple places how we can know we're going to make it to heaven. Number one is, are you being obedient? Have you been obedient unto the plan of salvation? Have you repented of your sins? Have you been baptized in Jesus' name? Have you received the gift of the Holy Ghost evidenced by speaking another tongue? Well, great. If you have done that, wonderful. I'm excited. Thank God for that. But guess what? We've got more work to do. That's just the beginning. You, you are just now born. Now it's time for you to nurture what God has given you. It's time to grow what God has given you. And now we, he, he says that we are trees planted by the rivers of water. Now, I, I think it's beautiful. I've said this multiple times, maybe, maybe more one-on-one uh, -on -one than I have over the pulpit, but I think it's beautiful how that God didn't choose a rose to depict the Christians or his people. But every time, Donnie, when he depicted his people, he said, the righteous man is like a tree that's planted. Now, trees take, take some work now. Consider with me. If you want a tree to continue to grow and to thrive, now, I, I've got some pretty good-sized trees out in my, in my front yard. And then if you go down into the, to, to the, to the wooded area, you're going to find a bunch, of, a bunch of them, a bunch of little trees about this big around that are sprouting up and they're just going every which way. Nobody's ever taken care of them. Nobody has ever nurtured them. Nobody's ever given them direction. And so some of them, some of them are very young trees, but yet they're falling on the ground because they, they didn't have the right direction. Trees are like that, right? Sometimes we have to go, and we're going to get to a scripture here in a minute, but, but as, as, we, as we begin to um, go through life every year, there's a, it, it, it never ceases to amaze me. We just had another storm this morning come through, and I was leaving the house this morning, uh, this afternoon, coming to the church, and I look out, and guess what? I got some more dead branches laying on the ground. Now, it's a tree, all right? It's a tree. But I want you to consider with me, you're a tree. And you know, life happens to us sometimes. And parts of our tree go unhealthy. And those parts of our tree have to be removed so that the rest of the tree can continue to grow adequately. In fact, I was, I, I, I'm, I was sitting there working today, and I looked up in the window, and I looked up in the tree, the big uh, pecan tree right there in front of my house, and I looked up, and sure enough, I got a massive branch that's there, and it was it had it had fruit on it last year, but this year, there's nothing on it, not even one little bud, not even one little leaf. And so, 
we're going to have to have uh, Mendez come over and set all that down, and, and I'm going to have some more firewood. And, but you've got to take care of these things. If you want them to last for a long, long time, and you want them to look beautiful, right, and you want them to produce a lot of fruit, guess what? One of these days, maybe I just walk to the pulpit and not have my notes with me because it doesn't matter at this point. But I, I, want, I want you to consider with me that we have, we have how many pear trees? We have two pear trees. I have a peach tree and an apple tree and some kind of a berry bush. You know how many apples we got this year? You know how many peaches we got this year? Not one. We had... Two big, beautiful-looking pears, and my wife saw them, and she was going to go the next day and get them, and she went out there, and they were gone. A deer got them, or, yeah, or a squirrel. We have a lot of squirrels. Now, the squirrels are already devouring my pecans and my trees. Yeah? Well, in order for me to, but, oh, help me, Jesus. We may not get any further than this tonight, but I want you to consider with me. I went to Brother Mendez's house, and I was excited. Man, I got a pear, I got a peach tree. I love peaches, and I love fresh peaches. Donnie, you like peaches? I enjoy them. I, I would be mowing, and I'd drive by that thing, and I'd, I'd look in there, and I'd see if I could find a good ripe one, and I'd just reach up there, and, and I know you're not supposed to do it, but I just started eating it while I was driving my mower. And so it was good. And, I, and my, my peaches were about that big around, about that. But I was like, man, these are pretty good-sized peaches. Then, and I had never taken care of this tree. I obviously didn't take care of this tree this year, and so they didn't bear any fruit. I, need, I told my wife, I said, I want to, in this fall, I want to go through it. I want to prune it. I want to get it all cleaned up before all the leaves fall out so I know what branches are good and which ones are, are not good so I don't cut any of the good ones off. All that being said, I went to Brother Mendez's house. He goes, hey, I, I want to I go get you a peach. And he brought me a peach off of his tree that he's been pruning and taken care of. Not his, his landlord's. He ran down with his four-wheeler and he come back. I kid you not, Brother Tuffy, did he give you one? Those things were like that big around. They were huge. And I was like, and they were juicy. Man, I enjoyed that one. And I looked at him, I said, well, how, do you, how did you do this? And I wish he was here because he could tell us a little bit more. But I know for a fact, he told me, he said, since they've been there, he's been working on that tree. Every year, he's been working on that tree. They've been, they've been there over, over seven years, right? Something like that. It's been a little, yeah, that's right. So we, we will have had the church open for seven years, two years. It was 2015 we started doing Bible studies. Huh? In December of 2014. All I'm saying is it's taken a long time for that peach tree to give beautiful peaches like that. 
beautiful, juicy. And I was hoping, Brother Tuffy, I could just go out there, and this year they would be even bigger because we did the little work lot on it last year. But this year I didn't get anything. Well, I didn't, I didn't hardly do anything to it. And then this year we had those, those high wind storms, and, and we had a big branch come out of it, the peach tree. And so, anyway, I'll, I'm, I'm not trying to get too sidetracked here today, but I, I, I'm going somewhere with this. And, and I, I want you to understand, Brother Mendez has been working for years on that tree. And now he's enjoying the fruit of his labor. But if he were to just let that tree go again, guess what? The fruit's not going to stay beautiful like that. It's not going to stay tasty like that. And so it is with us in our walk with God. I'm, I'm going to have to jump ahead a little bit. But I want you to go to Romans chapter 11, verses 17 and 23. I was just studying these notes again this evening before I came, and, and this is just kind of where my mind is stuck. And so we're going we're gonna to hit this, and I'm not going to go any further than this tonight. But I want the Lord to work on our hearts today. Romans chapter 11, verse 17 and 20 through 23. <clears throat> Amen. Verse, 11, verse 17 says, And if some of the branches were, uh, be broken off, and thou, being a wild olive tree, wert graft in among them, <clears throat> And with them partakest of the root and fatness of the olive tree. Verse 18, boast not against the branches. But if thou boast, thou bearest not the root, but the root thee. Thou wilt say then, the branches were broken off that I might be grafted in. Does anybody know what it means to graft in something? Brother Donnie, you know what it means? You... Another branch. You slide it in there, and over time, what will happen is sometimes it takes, sometimes it doesn't if you don't do it right. But essentially it's taking a, a fruitful branch that they had from a dead tree or something, that they want to keep that fruitful branch going because it was, it was developed fine. They'll take that, and they'll, they'll, where something is broken off, they'll, they'll bore down into it, they'll wedge it in there, and they'll tie it in the bark down and then what will happen is that that tree that they they took from another that branch that they took from another tree that they stuck on this particular tree that was being grafted if it takes well you start bearing fruit but let me ask you something if that branch were just left on that other tree that was dead would that branch have any reason to boast? Why not? But it, it was a beautiful, it was a beautiful branch. It was a fruitful branch. Is it going to continue to be a, a fruitful branch on the old dead tree? Say something happened to that old tree and, 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 a, and a branch broke off and, 
and, and then that, say, say that branch was taken and put it on this other tree that's healthy and it's beautiful. And, and then you start blossoming again and, and you get to start boasting, hey, look at the fruit that I'm bearing. Really, is it your fruit? Or is it the tree's fruit? Because without the root of that tree, you wouldn't be able to bear the fruit in the kingdom. Does that make sense today? I need to be graft in to the vine or to the tree. Who is the tree? In this instance, who's the tree? Jesus. Jesus is the tree that this branch was grafted into. And Paul was telling the church in Rome, he said, look, just because another branch broke off and you took its place, that doesn't give you boasting rights saying, hey, that branch was removed so that I could come in here because I'm better than that branch. That's not how it works, folks. That's not how it works. You were put there because somebody saw value in that branch. And they graft you into that tree that's never going to die. We've all been grafted to the kingdom of God. Somewhere, some way, somehow. And the fruit that we bear, folks, is not because we're somebody, but it's because of the sustenance in which God gives us through the Holy Ghost. We get the water we need. We get the nutrients that we need. All of those things spiritually that we need, we get because we're tapped in to the tree that contains all of the things that are necessary. I know this is super elementary, and I'm not trying to blow anybody's mind. What's that? I'm not trying to blow our minds tonight, but what I am trying to do is to get your mind thinking, hey, I want to I make sure that I stay tapped in. If the storms of life come, I, I don't want them breaking me off. I want to make sure that I am stuck and that I am rooted into the tree that gives me all that I need. I don't want to let go of the Holy Ghost. Even though I don't understand why the husbandman, God himself, is coming and he's working on me. And, and he sees a few little shoots coming off of my branch. And he said, hey, this one don't look too healthy, so I'm going to take that off. Well, in our lives, it's not very comfortable. We like to hold on to things. Lots of us, we don't like to change. I'm that guy. Unless it's your house furniture. My family was telling me the other day that I, I, I rearranged too much. And I've been doing my best not to do it again for a while. I just did with my desk. But there was a reason for that. There's always a reason for it. I want to make sure that I am taking heed to the Lord. Amen. It goes on here. I, I, I don't... I don't want to get down too deep into the weeds here, but I, I want you to see this. It says, well, because of unbelief, they were broken off. I'm talking about the branch that, that broke off the, the main tree and, and you were grafted in, in, in its stead. And For if God spared not the natural branches, 
Take heed, lest he also spare you not. Behold, therefore, the goodness and severity of God on them which fail severity and toward thee goodness. If thou continue in his goodness, otherwise thou shalt also be cut off, and they also. And if they abide not in, not still in unbelief, shall be grafted in. For God is able to graft them in again. Amen. Hebrews chapter 2 verses 1 through 3 says, Therefore we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard, lest at any time we should let them slip. God, I don't want to slip backwards. I don't want to lose out with the Lord. For if the word spoken by angels was steadfast and every transgression and disobedience received a just recompense of reward, how shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation, which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed unto us by them that heard him. In Hebrews chapter 10, verses 35 through 39 says, Cast not away therefore your confidence, which, which has great recompense of reward. For you have need of patience, that after you have done the will of God, you might receive the promise for yet a little while. And he that shall come will come and will not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith. But if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him, but we are not of them who draw back unto perdition, but of them that believe to the saving of the soul. I want to make sure, all I'm trying to get across tonight is, hey, there's a way to make sure that I stay a part of this chosen generation. And that is, I'm going to cling to him with everything that I got Amen. Every day that I wake, I'm going to seek after him. Amen. Next week, Lord willing, we'll delve into some other portions of, of disciplines that we need. Amen. There are some things and some aspects that we need to place into our life. Amen. And I'm going to unpack them. Amen. And, and try to finish this lesson out by the end of next Wednesday night. But I want you to consider with me a few things. Amen. I'm just going to throw out very quickly. That's why I need to pray often that's why i need to seek his face amen with all that i have amen every day every day i've got to talk to the lord amen spending time in fasting amen spending time studying the word of the lord amen so that i may know him more intimately than i ever have before and i can promise you today amen the more that you spend time with the lord the, the closer, amen, that he begins to draw you in and the more, amen, he begins to reveal to you as you go through life, amen. And let me tell you something. You may not reach uh, the place that you think that you ought to be uh, in just a few weeks or just a few months. It takes years for God to work on our trees, amen. He's planted us by the river, of living water, amen, so that we can we could, we could draw in the sustenance and the nutrients that we need. But he's also got to work on what we're growing and how we're growing. He's going to be able to work on, on the different things that show up in our, in our lives, amen, and be able to work those out of us. Hallelujah. I am thankful that God loves me so much that he's willing to work on me. He's willing to work on me.
He sees value in me. He sees value in you. Can everybody say he, he sees value in me? Do you really believe what you just said? He sees value in me. He's been good to us. God has been faithful to us. And my friends, my brothers, my sisters, we owe God a debt of gratitude. Somehow, some way, I want my life to shine for him. I want when people see me that they can say, hey, something's different. And I want to know what that difference is in your life compared to mine. And that gives you an opportunity to begin to talk about the goodness of the Lord. Because God is faithful. God is righteous and holy. Amen. Are you thankful that he's filled you with the Holy Ghost today? Are you thankful today that he's given you the ability uh, to come out from the world and be separate? Amen. He's given us the opportunity to be more like him. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. God is so faithful. God is so wonderful. Amen. If I remain in him, I can promise you I'm going to make it all the way, Brother Blue. I'm going to make it to heaven. I've got to make it. That's my goal. But I don't want to go by myself. I want you to stand right beside me. And I want to see your grandbabies standing right beside us. I want to see, I want to see, <laughs> Jesus is coming back before then, amen. <clears throat> well, glory, praise God. God is good to us, folks. God is so good to us. I cannot thank him enough, amen. How about we stand to our feet tonight? Man, I know it's been short, but man, I, I tell you, I hope that something that I've said tonight has got some gears turning in your mind saying, hey, I, I, I've got to make sure that I'm willing enough to allow God to prune my, my, my branch, make sure that God's willing to work, God's able to work on my life. Amen. Let's, let's let God know, Lord, here I am, a new and a fresh God, I'm giving you myself. Lord, here I am, God, whatever you see on my, on my tree, God, I want you to work on it. I want you to, I want you to, God, prune whatever you need to prune because I want to be effective in your kingdom. God, I need your strength like I've never needed anything else before. Lord, I thank you for your goodness and your mercy today. Lord, you are forever wonderful, God. You are so worthy to receive praise. I give you the glory and honor, and God, I want you, Jesus. Lord, when people see, God, what you're doing in my life, I want to, to be a testimony to your goodness. God, I want it to be, uh, Lord, something that shines in the darkness of this old world. Lord, that they can see, hey, there is a light uh, that we can run to. Uh, amen. That we, they can come into your marvelous light as I had been able to. Uh, Lord, we thank you for your goodness and your mercy this, morning, this evening. You are worthy to receive honor and glory today. We praise you, Jesus, and we glorify you today. Can we give a hand clap of praise tonight. Oh, I love you. Oh, I magnify you, Jesus. Glory to your name. Glory to your name.
Hallelujah, Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Well, I love each and every one of you. And uh, I'm thankful today that we could be able to come together and worship him in, in his house. Uh, uh, this weekend, um, if you are willing to help with the school supplies, those children, let me know. I 